This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Capricorn FM in Popo Sara Frequency 646. We take a look at the state-owned entities and the bailout that they have received from government in the 2023 national budget speech, and that conversation kicks off up next. The Capricorn Breakfast on Limpopo's hottest frequency with complexion and Mpomashita. Right now we talk to George Chesano, who's the government and the public services industry leader at Deloitte Africa. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Good morning, and thank you for having me. Now, we're looking at the budget speech from yesterday, uh, a speech that was widely anticipated. What did you make of uh, the national budget delivered by the finance minister yesterday? Yeah, so I think uh, relatively okay. Um, I think budgets in their nature are a balancing act, right? Uh, Because there are always going to be more needs than money available. So... On that front, I think it was relatively okay. Um, some positive uh, developments uh, on ESCOM, uh, but I also think some omissions uh, around the NHI and, and Transnet. But overall, um, I think it, he did what the best he could. Okay, and one issue that a lot of South Africans were, of course, anticipating the, the finance minister touching on was the issue around ESCOM, which has been a great stressor for us as South Africans. So following what the minister had to say about that and the pending appointment of the electricity minister and now the debt relief uh, that was mentioned, what are your thoughts on the whole issue around ESCOM? So I think the, the debt relief on ESCOM is definitely a positive step uh, because I think what debt uh, does it uh, it takes away the debt service cost for ESCOM so that they can focus on for instance other things like maintenance and, and getting the power stations uh, operationally sound uh, and the energy availability factor up uh, so that uh, you know there can be a reduction in, um, in, in load sharing therefore more power available so I think from that point of view, I think it's a really positive step. But I do think that the conditions uh, of the debt relief are as important um, because uh, it is important that while they've, they've received the debt relief to get, as I've said, and make sure that they do all they can to make sure that uh, ESCOM is operationally sound. Because if you don't do that, all you're doing is you're postponing the problem, right? Uh, in three years' time, we'll be right back where we are, where they, they need another uh, debt relief. So so I think the, the conditions uh, um, attached to the debt relief are, are, are key. And also the implementation and the monitoring of those conditions so that, um, you know, by the end of this, uh, this period, there is um, a clear progress from my ESCOM point of view. Yeah. In fact, if you ask me, the conversation just calls for us to focus on SOEs because some of them I would question whether we still need their services or not. Let's look at the South African Post Office, which received $2.4 billion. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it, that's an interesting one. Look, I think the argument with the post office is that uh, in many instances, particularly in the rural, rural areas, right, it is a service provider, the, uh, the last mile service provider. So in other words, you know, um, the, uh, in, in those uh, localities, they are the, the the service provider that can provide the, the services there because you know. Um, so I think so. That's the argument, right? But again, 
similar to ESCOM, it is important, I guess, and it goes for all of the SOCs, that the the funding must come with conditions. And I must say, previously, you know, they've just, you know, haven't been uh, strict enough around uh, the conditions and making sure that they are operationally sound, the operating model is, is fit for purpose, and actually they, they got the right people running these, these institutions. So, so, and, and I think that principle for me, and it's high time that, um, that the, the government is quite strict around um, those, those, uh, those conditions, I think. And then as we wrap up, there's been also some SOEs that might have needed the bailout but uh, were overlooked uh, you know, in favor of ESCOM. Do you think this might lead to some sort of ripple effect? Yeah. Um, look, I think one of the omissions for me is, is Transnet, right? So we're not, uh, I mean, he didn't specifically uh, speak, uh, refer to Transnet, but I think if you look at the speech, I mean, he's talking about uh, fast-tracking the implementation of public-private partnerships, um, regulatory framework. Uh, and I think as it relates to Transnet, this is one of the things that's, that's been mooted, right, to get uh, private funding um, uh, in order to, um, you know, invest in the rail infrastructure, but also uh, maybe even um, run the the operations. So, so I think um, while... Yeah, and 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 perhaps that's the uh, that's the ripple effect you're talking about, right? Um, so for me, I think you know the, the transnet issue also needs to be attended to because you know we've we've seen how uh, what an impact it has, uh, particularly in mining countries, for instance, as an example, because they're kind of they're stuck out, and therefore they're losing on revenue, uh, and as a result of that. Um, the government is also uh, losing out on 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 the tax. So, yeah, let's 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 see what happens in the coming days as it relates to transnet. Hey, I I I honestly think that we are in trouble. I mean, uh, in, in more than one instance, it has been widely reported that some of the infrastructure is sabotaged by the guys who own trucks, the guys that transport these minerals using mm-hmm. their trucks. So now, when you fix the infrastructure and you go back. To, to operating in that fashion you have killed their business mm. or you are threatening their business and these are people that have signed long term contracts and some of them have been in business for the longest of time mm. so what happens with them moving forward mm. yeah look I think there, there is that um, um, and in fact you know there, I, I, but my, my, my view is that what 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 needs to happen is, of course, the rail infrastructure is is is, is important. Look, you have to attend to that. Sure. Uh, there's no doubt about that because, as you, I'm sure, uh, have seen the number of uh, road accidents, right? Because because of trucks. So, mm-hmm. and that's something that cannot be ignored. So we absolutely have to attend to it. Um, and then I think there, perhaps, you know, the the public-private partnerships that I'm talking about. Uh, can 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 accommodate some of these these uh, individuals you're referring to, right? Because because mm-hmm. I don't I don't think it's a zero sum game, right? So uh, because at the moment my view is that we need everybody to come together and and uh, so the more the merrier, to be honest. Yeah, you're right. It's like uh, when they're rolling out the metro pass system in every city to get yeah. the taxi operators to let go of their taxes and come and work and drive these very same buses. So any way to accommodate them 
Yeah, indeed. Right, Absolutely. We'll leave, we'll leave our conversation here for this morning. Thank you so much. That is the Government and Public Services Industry Leader at Deloitte Africa, George Chesani. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.